With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's real truth and there's the hill truth. Hey, it's your pal Ted, the Hillbilly Hill. Welcome you back to another episode of the critically acclaimed, award-winning, number one podcast in Antarctica, where we talk about the bad guys, the villains, the hills of professional wrestling. That's right, it's the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast, and you are listening to us on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google iHeart, wherever you get your audio listening pleasure. You can also find us over on YouTube, the Hill Truth Podcast, or I think if you put one of them little at symbols, Ted Hill, Billy Hill, you can find it on YouTube there too. Now over on YouTube, we don't have the long form of the podcast. All we're doing is shorts. Now some of them relate to some of the episodes and some of them are just fun little wrestling shorts and some other little things we're going to be putting in there. So go on over to the YouTube and uh, subscribe, follow, hit the notification bell and then go on whatever audio platform you are. Make sure you're following us on that platform, okay? And we'd really appreciate a five-star review. So if you're on Apple, you can leave a five-star review. If you're on Spotify, you can leave a five-star rating. Now, some of these other platforms don't have anything. But we've got a way to take care of that, okay? You can leave a five-star, like I said, on Spotify, screenshot it. Or if you're listening on another platform that don't have any kind of rating system, just drop us an email. Because, see, we're not on social media. But you can get a hold of us at HealTruthPodcast at gmail.com. And I like to read out reviews. We try to read them out every week that we got one. And if you just want to talk about wrestling, if you got a show idea, if you got a comment, suggestion, whatever, interact, let us know. And also, you can help us grow this podcast by YouTube or whatever listening platform you're on. There's usually a little share button there. So if you'll hit that little share thing and you can put it out on Twitter or you can put it on Instagram or wherever you want to share it, send it to you, your mom or dad or your cousin or whoever. Send it to them by text, email, but go ahead and share that out, all right? So we appreciate each and every one of you. So this week I was going to talk about CM Punk. And then I said, no, we got too much negativity in wrestling the way it is and all the things, you know, it sort of bothers me that, you know, AEW had this great 
historic event in Wembley, and you know he took all the headlines from that. And then after Tony Khan did go ahead and fire him, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I thought that was a great decision. Um, you know, Punk's got his pros, but the toxicity and the cons, uh, C-O-N-S, not K-H-A-N-S, uh, are not worth it. Uh, the pay-per-view over the weekend, all out. I really didn't care for the build, and I do still don't like two pay-per-views back-to-back. But I thought the in-ring stuff and the storytelling in the ring and some of the stories coming out of the pay-per-view uh, that they really killed it. Uh, did a great job on it. So I was, you know, overall really happy that surprised that they were able to pull that off. So, um, but again, since you fired CM Punk, it's more talk about that than the actual card. So not going to talk about CM Punk. We are going to talk about why factions need turmoil. Okay. And we're going to go through some WWE factions, current ones, some AEW factions, and talk about, you know, why factions need a little turmoil in their life. Okay, so uh, hope you enjoy it. Let's get right into it. Okay, so first let's go back in time uh, and talk about some factions of the past. Uh, the Four Horsemen. You know, uh, I've said on here they're the, the grandfather of it all. Without them, a lot of these other factions would have never developed. And the faction, a heel faction, gets dominant, but there's a little turmoil in there. Whether it's jealousy, whether a member gets mad, it, it keeps it fresh and keeps it going. And we saw this. Uh, you know, first, Ole Anderson not being there by their side. Tully saying instead of being with the horseman, he was out with his son. Uh, you know, his son was an amateur wrestler and said, so watching his son wrestle or play football. I think it's amateur wrestling. But, you know, then they turn on Ole. Uh, then you get Luger. And then they want to turn Luger babyface. So then they turn on Luger. And we've seen other things through the different iterations of the horsemen. But it's that, that little friction. Um, you go forward and then, you know, the probably what you had friction with Dangerous Alliance. They get rid of Zabisco, um, which they could have kept that stable going for a little bit longer, but we won't go there. Okay, then another faction, um, of course, the NWO. The NWO got way too big, way too quick, but, you know, some of the early risings of it with, you know, the friction between Macho Man and Hogan after Macho Man joined, different things like that, that keeps it fresh. Uh, then you go to some of the more modern ones in the 2000s and stuff, you know, the Bullet Club. You know, I didn't get to watch all this, but as I went back and watched videos and watched stuff about the history of it, there was some stuff in there, whether it be with Finn and AJ and, and you know, even Kenny Omega and some of that, there was friction in it and it led up to different storylines so your major factions need a little friction to keep things fresh and keep it from getting stale so 
bloodline. You know my complaints about the bloodline over the last couple years. I said, you know, when Jimmy first come back, it looked like there was some friction. You know, is Jimmy and Jay going to leave Roman, different things? And then they just dropped it. And then it got really boring. Sammy comes in. Okay, Sammy's the outsider. We know they're going to turn on Sammy. It's just a matter of when. And this added some new life to this. And it kept it going for a little bit. Then when they finally do turn on Sammy, then you've got Jay and Jimmy and, you know, Jay and Jimmy both turn on Roman, it looks like. And you're like, all right, this is, they finally exploded. But then Jimmy turns around and turns back on Jay again and it got a little weird. And so now it's like, okay, where does it go from here? I'll be curious to see. Uh, I see Jay went to Raw and pretty much that's the way to keep him out of the bloodline storyline and keep him and Jimmy separated so they can have a match at WrestleMania because we're in September, October, November, December, January, February, and WrestleMania is usually at the end of March, 1st April. So we've still got a long time and they'll end up trying to keep them separated. There may be some interaction you know, then what would Jimmy and Roman do? What would Sola Sokoa do? I, I don't know, but I'm glad there is some friction, but let's see if they keep it going or if it's going to get boring again. Okay, so the other big faction right now uh, in WWE is Judgment Day. Now a word from our sponsors. Whether you're new in town or been here for a while, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to show us more. From liking and subscribing on YouTube to leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, anything and everything helps. You can also interact with us on Facebook and on the YouTube community tab. We want your feedback for future episodes. Just search for Jaded Rasslin on your favorite platform and let us know your thoughts. Last but certainly not least, we also have merch for sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. Okay, so on the Judgment Day, um, we've got this faction that has emerged as one of the top acts, and the transformation they went through with Edge, and it eh, really wasn't going nowhere to kick Edge out. You got them do, I mean, not comedic, but they just look like they're having fun, okay? They're cheating heels, the, they're playing the whole numbers game, Dominic Mysterio, everybody's hating on him because he's just a, a, a just a little prick, and you know they give him a belt, the NXT North American title. Rhea Ripley's the world champion in the women's, um, and then Damian Priest gets his money in the bank. And I was wondering how they were going to go with it. Well, they're going to step further by putting the tag titles on him and Finn, so they've got all the gold. And now you've got J.D. McDonough in there, and is there jealousy with Finn and Damien? I, I mean, there's so many different ways you can fantasy book this, and again, this is a good thing. When you've got several different outcomes uh, that you can fantasy book, especially a, a faction, then you're like, okay, so I 
am invested in this because you're thinking about it. So there's different ways they could go. Uh, Damien Priest can turn babyface. Finn and JD can maybe uh, screw him out of him trying to cash in the money in the bank. You know, they've got the tag time. There's just a couple different ways they could go. Or maybe Damien stays with them and uh, they turn on Finn. I don't know. It's just different things, but it's interesting. And again, this is what you need to do with the Hill faction. They did it with the Bloodline. They did it back in the day with the Horsemen. They even did it with the NWO. Uh, Evolution. You know, that was another one. The, the Turmoil with Randy Orton, then Batista. But all of them, the other thing they did, when you've got a dominant Hill faction... They need gold. They need some belts. Um, and that's the thing. You know, Arn Anderson has said the one good thing that kept the horsemen involved in all these different storylines was centered around Ric Flair having the world title. And then if for some reason he lost it, then somebody else might have the TV title or they had the tag titles. They were always holding belts to what made them evolve into these different storylines. And that sometimes messed up. I've talked about in AEW, the pinnacle. You know, um, they didn't put any gold on them. And it fizzled out because all they did was fought with Jericho, and then that was it. It was done. And that had so much potential that was wasted. But I like where they're going with the Judgment Day. But again, why do factions need turmoil to keep it fresh? Yes, you can go a few more months. Go up to WrestleMania, but always have that friction in there to where you're guessing. Because, again, and let me just sort of summarize this before I go over to AEW on this. They're heels. They're supposed to be selfish. They're supposed to be out for themselves. They're supposed to be, you know, greedy. So, of course, if you've got a group like that, you know, whereas a bunch of faces that are banded together, they're supposed to be for the common good. Uh, you know, which sometimes you'll get a, a heel turn out of that, but still, they're supposed to be for each other where they're putting the bigger picture. Uh, think about what happens uh, in superhero movies or, car you know, animated cartoons, whatever. The uh, Justice League or the Avengers, it's the good guys you know, sacrificing for their fellow man, uh, coming together. Whereas the heels, you know, the Legion of Doom, or whatever heel faction in, in uh, superhero genre, they're out for themselves. You know, they're out. Uh, one I remember in the uh, Justice League animated, uh, Lex Luthor has found out that Kryptonite has given him a rare form of cancer and, and he's going to die. So before he dies, he wants to get rid of the Justice League. So he hires, you know, these different uh, villains to come together and they have a fight and they lose and have to escape. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, belittling them and said, what's your problem? You know, were you fighting like your very life depended upon it, you know, to the last man down? And they were like, you're not paying us enough for this. We're just in this for the money. And that's a true heel characteristic. So it's normal for a heel faction to have turmoil, to have animosity, to have something in there 
kinking at the armor because if they're dominant and it's the fans are like, oh God, who's going to rise up and beat them? Who's going to beat them? They need uh, sometimes to explode within. And that's what we're seeing now with the Judgment Day. Is, uh, you know, we saw it with the bloodline, um, but we got to see where it goes. But now with the Judgment Day, eventually something's going to happen and it will keep you invested. Alright, so on AEW, when AEW first started, uh, they had a lot, a lot of factions, which I didn't mind. I like the intermingling of factions. It can uh, lead to some good storylines, different things if used properly, but now they've sort of faded away. But uh, for AEW, I want to talk about three factions, excuse me, three factions, um, and that would be the Elite, the Blackpool Combat Club, and uh, Bullet Club Gold. Now, the reason I'm throwing the Elite in there, technically they're not a heel faction right now, but, um, you know, they've had all their different storylines in the past with Hangman Page, with Kenny Omega, different things, but recently with the Bucks interaction with FTR and now with the Punk situation, them getting booed some in Chicago over the weekend, they possibly could be going back to a heel turn. I don't know. I, I really don't know how all this will play in because you've also got Adam Cole, the huge baby face, and you still have some unresolved issues there that I do think Tony Khan will bring back, but I don't know when. Um, you know, you remember when Kenny went out to have all those surgeries and stuff, Adam Cole said he would take care of the elite, so I think there's still some unfinished business between Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, right now, Hangman feels like the odd man out again. So where are they going with this? So, um, again, I don't know if they're all turning heel. Maybe if the Bucks are going to turn heel, but we'll just have to wait and see. But either way, um, again, turmoil. Turmoil in a faction there. Um, so then see how it plays out, but, uh, we'll see on that one. So that was sort of an honorable mention that I want to talk about, but the two main one were the Blackpool Combat Club and Bullet Club Gold. Now the Blackpool Combat Club, they, they sort of took over in that heel role, um, de facto once Punk was gone the first time. Uh, after a brawl out last year and his uh, injury, and they were sort of uh, filling in for that, and then they were feuding with the Elite. Uh, Brian Danielson and Moxley have always been able to skirt that line between heel and face, and uh, so Danielson is out with the injury from Forbidden Door, comes back in, a uh, great strap match with Ricky Starks. He made that match... With no build, I thought they'd done that good. People were cheering him. So, and I think he said something in the uh, media scrum afterwards. They could walk the line between heel or face, depending upon what the storyline is. And that's true. Uh, just like Moxley, he's not going to change the way he wrestles. It just again, who's he beating up? Uh, like I said that before about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar came in, and it really wasn't that he was cheating. It was just, who was he beating up? If he was beating up your favorite, then he's a heel. If he's beating up somebody you hate, then he's a face. 
So Moxley can do that. The match with Orange Cassidy, um, I really thought that was a good match. It really put Orange Cassidy over in the loss. We knew the streak was going to end, and just, you know, this time it was opposite. Moxley didn't bleed at all. It was Cassidy bleeding, but Cassidy just kept showing defiance. So, and some of the fans were still cheering. We knew it was going to happen, so where do they go next? So that will be, again, eventually we'll have to see some turmoil. Uh, will it be... Will it be with Claudio? Uh, we, we've seen the interactions between Eddie Kingston and Moxley. They had that stadium stampede in Wembley, and they're good friends, but at the end of the day, uh, Eddie can't figure out why Moxley likes Claudio, and Eddie hates Claudio. So there is some story there. Will that come into play? Um, Claudio and Yuta, I like this tag team they've sort of formed. I like this tag team that they're doing. And the funny stuff with, you know, Claudio beating up Yuta, and he's like the punching bag, but he's just there, and he's getting a good rub out of this and getting to hone his heel skills. And uh, later on down the road, he can go back and be a baby face and then come back. And uh, But I think this is really good for him. So this turmoil, where does it go? Will there be something eventually again with Moxley and Danielson? Um, I think there needs to be something, and I think we will start to see something. Um, I don't know exactly, but down the road here, maybe before the end of the year, I, I'd like to see some kinks in the armor and see what we're going to see for that. How's it going to play out? I think that would be interesting. Also, you may have heard a ding there. My phone just went off. thought I had it silenced, but it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, where will the Blackpool Combat Club go? Uh, we saw the turmoil, um, and I'm just throwing this in there. not really going to spend a lot of time, but Jericho Appreciation Society, it had run its course. Again, we saw the turmoil so that they could break up. We still have Sammy and Jericho, and they'll probably tag for a little bit, and then that's going to dissolve. But, uh, yeah, you need that turmoil in these groups after a while, or they do become stale. So now, just like the Judgment Day, a new group that has come along and I'm loving is Bullet Club Gold. I love it. You know, uh, you've got an established tag team. They're young, but they're, they're growing so much again with the guns. Uh, they're obnoxious pricks. Uh, you've got the comedy just over the top, just psychotic Juice Robinson. And then you've got the stabilizer in Jay White, who is a main eventer. Um, right now, if they decide to leave MJF as a heel or as a face, excuse me, and you know we, they're already now you know setting up heels for him. Uh, you know, I did an episode a long time ago about all the different faces that could go against MJF. Well, this him and Adam Cole thing have taken off, so now they got to have some heels for him. So it looks like we're going to get. Samoa Joe and MJF. So I think my opinion, if MJF stays at a face for a while and and there has to be a heel to take the title off of him, I'd give it to Jay White. I want to see sometime in AEW a Jay White heel run. Or going back to the Blackpool Combat Club, if they're going to stay together for a while 
and uh, you know, we know Danielson got to pop because he just come back from injury. But if they're going to do a big heel, keeping him heel, uh, maybe it'd be time to see Danielson with the world title and him beat MJF after their great Iron Man match, have a rematch. So a couple different things there, but I definitely want to see Jay White with a heel title run because he's just old school. You can see the things he does from New Japan that he's brought in. Uh, the stalling technique, I've talked about this before, just the stalling is such a great, easy way for a heel to draw heat. Uh, he's not flashy with a lot of uh, flips and different things, you know, lucha style, but he, he does, he's just, I don't know, there's just something about Jay White that I, I love as a heel. He knows how to draw heat. He knows how to cut off the baby face. He, he just, he's there. He's a stabilizer, you know. He calls himself the catalyst at times, and that's what he is for this group. So you get this group, or if Jay White, you know, maybe goes after, eventually there'll be, eventually they're going to be another um, face take on uh, Luchasaurus and beat him for the TNT title, or maybe with Moxley in this international title. Maybe that would be good, Moxley and Jay White. Uh, we might see a Bullet Club gold in uh, there. Uh, match, you know, them feuding with Bullet Club Gold and uh, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Maybe see that. But I want to see a title on Jay White. Then the guns. Uh, they had a short run with the AEW tag team titles. Wouldn't be surprised to see them take it back. Or you might have the guns and Juice Robinson take the trios title. I don't know, but I want to see some gold on Bullet Club Gold. But I really like them. Then eventually, again, you're going to have turmoil. Right now, they're just young starting, but next year sometime, you'll need to see some turmoil. You've got other storylines you can play with. Jay White and Kenny Omega and their Bullet Club history together. Uh, Jay White and uh, Adam Cole. Different things from different promotions that have bleeded in that we can use for storylines. But definitely, I like Bullet Club gold and uh, I want to see them on a good run, get some titles, but then eventually, like I've been talking about this whole episode, they'll need some turmoil. They'll need something. So, I just wanted to go over some factions with you and some of the psychology, and that's why I just entitled this, Why Factions Need Turmoil. And every great heel faction eventually needs somebody to be jealous Somebody just start getting over with the fans and then they feel like they can do it by themselves or or they feel like they're not respected, whatever the case may be. But you've got to have turmoil and then it helps to make them dominant, win some titles. And so the fans, the promotion, you know, who's going to bring these guys down? And then they have some kinks in the armor and it's really good if it's internal. Like I said, the horsemen did this so well. They dominated. But when you look at the actual timeline, they weren't, you know, long, long runs. But it felt long because they were so dominant and they were getting their heat. And, again, the heel truth, no matter what happened in the arena, no matter what happened at Starcade, no matter what happened at the Great American Bash, they came on that weekly TV show and made you feel like the way they spin the truth, nobody had beaten them, nobody had given anything to them. 
that they deserved, that uh, they were just dominant, and they spun it. But then you had Ole, then you had Lex, and then finally it, it all fell apart, you know, when uh, Tully and Arn left and Jim Hurd and all that kind of stuff. But that run there, it made it feel special because they were on top. So many different storylines were coming through and out of them as a main heel faction. And then the turmoil starts from inside. Like I said, we've seen that in movies before. You have the, the guy who turns, you know, who's a villain or the villainous group. And there's a good guy in there who wants to do the right thing. And he turns him over evidence or turns police. It's just a great storyline beat that can be used in wrestling. And that's why we need it. That's why it had to happen in the bloodline. That's why eventually will happen in the judgment day. It will happen if the elite turn heel. If not, uh, it's hard to tell how they're going to go with them, like I said. But it'll happen with the Blackpool Combat Club. It'll happen with Bullet Club Gold. Name a faction that's a heel faction, and eventually you've got to have turmoil. You've got to have something to make them feel like there's some, you know, friction, animosity within the group. And we see that time and time again, and we're going to continue to see it. Okay, so again, just some quick stuff on that. Got some ideas already for next week's episode. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, follow, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. Uh, you can reach me, Podcast at gmail.com. No five stars to read out this week. Uh, got a couple come in going over. Hopefully we'll have uh, a couple to read next week. Also, the ad this week was from Jaded Wrestling. Be sure to check out uh, Jaded's newest content this week. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We appreciate you so much. Again, the YouTube channel just keeps just going above and beyond expectations that I could ever imagine. Appreciate you guys keeping this because every time you listen, share this, you know, um, we grow and we just appreciate it. So until next time, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth.